Hello and welcome to the Spiraling Higher podcast hosted by me, Sam, Mindset and Manifestation Coach. And me, Gina, your biz and mindset coach. We're here to support you on your spiritual journey by bringing you intimate and raw conversations about healing, manifestation, consciousness, and spirituality. We hope this podcast makes you feel less alone as you become aware of your patterns and limiting beliefs to uplevel your life, manifest like a boss, and together, spiral higher. All right, Sam, you are coming to us from the future. You are a day ahead of me. Tell me what happens. Honestly, it all works out. I'm just going to tell you from over here, I'm 17 hours ahead of Gina right now. And life's Perfect. good. Life's good in the future. Um, it's been such duality for the two of us because every time we talk, it's literally day and night. Mm-hmm. So right now it's, what is it? Like 10 in the morning for me? It's no, five. not even. Nine in the morning for me. Yeah, it's 5 it's, p.m. here. Yeah. I'm in the past. The the gl- <laughs> You're in the past. I'm in the past. In the future. But we're both We're in both the in the present. Oh my we're God. We're both in the now. Yes. And honestly, it's been so trippy being over here because I've been using things like the concept of time and the concept of money and currency that have been exchanging back and forth that have really been reflecting back to me how illusory these imagined orders are. And even this idea that I'm in the future, it's only that we consider someone to be in the future because we're just assigning a different label to the time and date that they're living in. But we're really all just living in the now. And we're calling it a different time and date, which is so strange. I'm always... I remember the first thing that really tripped me out and made me question everything as a child was time zones. I just thought, how does that make sense? Like, how is it a different time? Like, aren't I talking to you right now? Mm-hmm. But we just call it a different time because of where the sun is. It's so mm-hmm. trippy. It's very trippy. <laughs> so trippy. <laughs> but yes, it has been harder for us because we're usually in constant communication. But as soon as I'm ready sh- to shut my phone down, you're like ready to sh- turn your phone on. <laughs> I know. Um, and it's been so contrastive because we literally just spent so many days together for I know. the Unlayered Self Mastermind Retreat, where I was literally sharing the same bed with you, waking up, <laughs> eating every meal with you, and then stealing the my blanket. After, <laughs> and then the day after, I just flew all the way across the country. So it was definitely, uh, it was it was a hard break. And I really miss you. I really miss you too. But you know, I feel like we knew going into that retreat that we were just going to be so in the moment, so in the present and really just milking every sweet moment. And we did just that. And so even though I miss you, I feel very full and very complete. Um, that retreat was exactly what we intended it to be. It was so free-flowing, so just easeful, so restful, so connective, so loving, so safe. It was such a sacred time. And what made it so sacred, in my opinion, was like how many times we laughed. There was such an abundance of laughter, like hurting our stomachs, face ripping open, laughing. and But also how much we cried. Right. Well, that was the, the duality du- of it. Yes. The duality of it all. I'm just laughing because one of our clients kept saying it's giving duality <laughs> after almost everything. But it's true. We were literally laughing, like, like Gina said, to the point of abdomen being sore and then crying to the point of literally the tears ran out. I remember that one night I just fully let myself go into a cry mm. until I ran out of tears. And it felt like the most nourishing weekend because we really did so many of those 
true dopamine fulfilling activities. It wasn't yeah. like the kind of dopamine you get from being on your Instagram or being playing a game. It was being in the sun, it was swimming in the water, it was hugging each other, it was laughing, it was crying, it was eating just nourishing foods, mm. it was sleeping and resting and napping and meditating. It was all of these things that really filled up our cup. And I mean, the one word I have for this entire retreat was iconic because it just feels like we completely even surpassed the bar we set for ourselves. Mm. Of course, we always set intentions when we are planning out our retreats, anything for our clients. And there is always the beautiful mystery and X factor, which is the clients, right? We don't know what energy they're going to bring into this space. They are the wild card. And oh my God, what they brought into the space was beyond what I could have even imagined. I mean, of course, we've been working with these women now for about two months, but you just never know what's going to transpire when we bring all that energy into one space. And I feel so, so, so abundant knowing that we were able to co-create an energy field that felt so magnetic, so powerful, so deeply connecting. It was, it really felt like a vortex. Mm, I completely agree. I think the words I would use to describe it was, it was very energy giving. I think we've been Mm -hmm. talking a lot about budgeting our energy and I think that was such a prime example of how to generate more energy, how to mm-hmm. fill back our cups, how to restore, how to renew, how to regenerate, even though we were expending energy, right? We were doing a lot of those activities. We were talking a lot. We were engaging a lot, but all of it was giving more energy than we were exerting. And I think in for a lot of us, for our normal life, we're giving way more than we're refilling back, right? We're not depositing energy back into ourselves. And I think that was our key intention for this retreat with that, was that they would leave feeling more full than when they came. Um, whereas mm-hmm. a lot of vacations or trips, I mean, how many times do we come back from a trip and we're so depleted, even though we just got back from vacation? And a lot of people talk about needing a vacation from a vacation. And in this case, it really just wasn't that. We really got to refuel, reconnect. And yes, some of us might have been tired because traveling, of course, can be exhausting. But energetically, we were all so full. And like you said, the Mm -hmm. connections between everyone, it just kind of felt like this... I don't know, this ingredients of of this perfect recipe, but we didn't know what the ingredients were going to be. And they all just mixed together and was like the perfect combination of salty, sweet, sour, all of those things. And it truly came together as a masterpiece that we never could have imagined. And I'm so glad that you and I are at a point where we're not trying to pigeonhole ourselves or to paint the picture before it's created so that we can allow the masterpiece to unfold with us while we're creating it with the Mm -hmm. other components. And we were so open to just receiving the sweetness of life and the sweetness of the experience. And it delivered. It delivered far beyond what we could imagine. And I think that's been the most fun of co-creating with you in this podcast, in our container. It's been so fun to ideate but then it's also mm-hmm. fun to release that attachment and then just allow the unfolding to happen and for us to witness it as it does. Percent, A hundred percent. I really feel these days that I've been surrendering to the mystery and mm. I've been kind of living in this uh, 50-50 ratio with life in the universe where I, I plan like 50% as in, these are my intentions. This is yes. what I hope for. This is what I would like to see. But 
I'm open to the 50% that I can't see, the 50% of that wild card X factor, like surprise me, delight me. I don't know. Like maybe it's going to be better than what I'm planning for. And I feel like that's how we went into this retreat too. Like we we did talk leading up to it, kind of what our 50% was going to be. Yeah. And then we really did release the attachment to what the other 50% was going to look like, you know, what they, what energy they were going to bring, how it was all going to come together. Even having our private chef there, like, I don't know what she's going to cook. Like, we'll see. Like it just was so amazing. And we really did fulfill the intention of making sure that these women knew when they were leaving what the true energy of abundance was and Mm -hmm. where it comes from. And that true abundance is not anything from the outside that's being given to you. It's the feeling of being loved. And it's the feeling of loving. It's literally the feeling of being able to exchange love between people who see you and know you. And that's what felt so abundant about this. You know, we didn't hand out gift bags and money right, for them to feel <laughs> abundant. The abundance was being in sisterhood. The abundance was in the connection and being fully seen and witnessed and resting and retreating. Like these things are abundance, not anything outside of us. Mm. And I think anyone who's ever coming to work with us is probably still kind of breaking that cycle of believing that money is the God, right? That money or objects or the material world needs to be conquered in order to feel abundant within. But the abundance is an inside job first. And it is that frequency. And then from that frequency, you can then master those things. Rather than trying to master those things outside, such as money, in order to achieve that frequency. 100%. And I think one of the biggest things that we've been talking about a lot is, is those frequencies. And I think chasing money, needing money, making money mean something about you. That's such a low, small frequency. And when we attach and we grip onto that, we lose our ability to grab onto possibilities and the infinite potential because we're too busy gripping onto the smaller frequency. And I think even to your point about the retreat, it's like, I think a past version of us would have been holding onto the lower frequency of we got to make it perfect. We got to make this happen. We want this kind of experience. But because we released that, we dissolved that, we were able to then be open to receiving and grabbing onto the higher potential, the higher frequency, which is ultimately us. Like what was so abundant for them was truly to be able to be themselves in abundance. Mm -hmm. And I think that's my new definition of abundance, abundance is how abundantly can I be me? How abundantly can I express myself? How abundantly can I follow my inspiration? That's true abundance. And then the money, it's so secondary. That will just automatically come. And I think you and I have experienced that, that when we release that attachment, when we don't need it, when we're not obsessively worrying about it all the time, that is the sick joke of the universe. Like That's when it makes it so much easier for us to receive it. Because again, we're not in that lower frequency. Yeah, I think that what I have really come to know so deeply is that you can't master money from scarcity. Absolutely not, yeah. Because money is one of the things that helps to, is a mirror for your relationship to abundance or scarcity. Mm -hmm. And true abundance, like you said, to me and to us is that we would never want to be anybody else. Yes. That's That's what abundance feels like, that feeling that, oh my God, like I get to live my life as me and I get to do my life the way I want to do it. And it's knowing that everything that makes my life amazing is me, not the stuff, right? Not the things that I've accomplished, not the things that I've acquired. It's me. Mm -hmm. And when you understand and integrate that you are the ever-present well of everything that makes your life the journey that it is, that's when you begin to vibrate at the frequency of abundance. And when you are vibrating at the frequency of abundance, that's when you can actually master money. 
because now you're detached from money. You can use money as the tool that it is, not as the illusory value creator that you think it is. Because before, when you're in scarcity, you think that money has the power to give you more value. Yeah. Right? Once you actually master and embody the frequency of abundance, before you have the money, you're like, wait, the abundance isn't the money. The abundance is me. Now I can use this frequency that I have embodied to master the tool that is money rather than trying to get the money to get to this frequency. Because Mm. you can't. You can't use the money to get to the frequency because if you try to get money from scarcity, you will only continue to beget scarcity. Absolutely. And so I think I think that this weekend we really this past week we really got to show everyone who came to the retreat that everything you've ever wanted is already in you. And that's that's how they left feeling kind of like wow, like everything's possible and everything's okay and everything's actually amazing and I don't think any of their bank accounts changed within the two days that they were with us. No. I don't think any sort of, you know, life circumstance changed dramatically within that time, but the energy changed within that time. Mm. Yeah, I think what's really interesting is that a lot of people are making their money go up. Like they're trying to increase their money, but like, what about you? Like you need to go up too, right? Yeah. Like everyone's just trying to increase the numbers in their bank account, but their frequency either stays the same or goes lower because then you're chasing, try to get more of it. But when we focus on spiraling higher, (laughs) that is when we will focus on taking steps, taking actions, tuning into thoughts and feelings that are of higher vibration. I feel like that's what we're prioritizing is choosing the higher feeling, the higher vibration, the higher frequency, um, which you can feel that in your body, right? Like it doesn't feel good to be chasing money, to be weighing money, to be bigger than you, to be looking at your bank account with these, you know, this knot in your stomach. That that feels low, that feels heavy. But what I know from just our experience is that when we follow that higher feeling, that light feeling, that feeling of being free, the way that we felt at the retreat, the way that we feel when we're recording these episodes, like that's the frequency that I want to be feeling in, right? And, and that raises me up And then I think the bank account follows, right? But when we chase just the bank account going up and we don't go up, to me, that's that's losing game. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it always comes down to, are you yet viewing money neutrally or not? Mm. Do you think it actually is neutral? Because if you don't, right, you are always going to give your power to it and be chasing it. And it's never going to feel good. You're always going to feel scarce. You're always going to feel behind. It doesn't actually matter how much money you have. Mm-hmm. It will never feel enough because you chased it from the feeling of not being enough. And so I think half of the work is getting to a place where you understand that true abundance has actually nothing to do with money. Mm-hmm. It's knowing that you have enough in this moment, not enough money, but that you're breathing in this moment, that you have enough to eat in this moment, that you're loved in this moment, that you're safe in this moment. And I think a lot of us actually project that money is the thing that makes us safe when in reality, we are the ones that keep us safe, right? Even if it's money, you're the one who is exchanging your time, ability, and skills for that money. And once you get to a place where you can see money truly neutrally as the tool that it is meant to be used for exchange that it is, then you can actually exercise all of the sort of practices, tools, educated resources, all of those things in order to really master it because you're not constantly distorting your sense of self-worth with respect to its amount, right? Because I think that when we feel bad about ourselves with respect to money and then try to learn more about money, 
we just constantly feel that wheel of shame. We're like, oh, I feel so bad about myself. Like, how did I get into the financial situation? Or like, why do I, why can't I figure this out? All of that resistance get, gets in the way of you actually being able to master the tool that is money. Mm. Right. It's like, it's like, I remember when I had to do my real estate exam, like what is this four years ago? Yeah. I remember how I had to do all of those manual mortgage calculations. Oh my God. Terrible. Okay. <laughs> okay. All of my math trauma was like coming back up again, right? Of because course. I was a 90s kid whose mom definitely hit me with the math book. It was like, why did you guess that correctly? <laughs> you just did that one. You know, it was so scary. So I had to like do all of this work. And I actually remember doing EFT tapping on like basically releasing the fear around the mortgage problems. Like, it is safe for me to try to solve this mortgage problem. This mortgage <laughs> problem is not going to kill me. Like, and it sounds stupid, but to the unconscious body, it's like that mortgage problem represented like the fear that I felt at seven years old trying to do my math homework and feeling scared in my body. Mm. And so it was impossible for me to actually learn how to do this mortgage problem manually until I discharged all the fear and the meaning making that I was stupid, that I was bad, that I was never going to figure it out. I could not approach this problem until I had actually moved through and shifted that energy. And the same is true with money. I find that so many people are in this fear, fear-based fear state when it comes to money. Like, I don't know how to deal with money. Uh, money, I need more money. I don't have enough money. I feel bad about money. And then they try to learn about money from that frequency. They can't. Yeah. It's like, there's so much resistance there. There's so much meaning making. It's like, you can't even use the part of your brain that needs to organize itself and create neural pathways to understand the information. It's like, you need to get to a place where you look at money and you're like, those are numbers. Okay, let's add them up. Let's budget. Like there needs to be no self-worth meaning making or self or value assignment to you with respect to how much you have. And that goes for whether you have a lot or a little, right? A lot of us are familiar with having a little and being like, wow, I'm such a bad shitty person. I don't know what I'm doing. And then it also happens on the higher end of the spectrum, which is, oh, I have a lot of money. Therefore, I am superior. I am greater than thou, right? And that's not true at all. Money means nothing about the person. Mm -hmm. Not at all. And I mean, I think going with that analogy of like, like learning about it from scarcity, I, I, I think it's, um, very akin to even a relationship, right? You can't go into a, a relationship with somebody, a partnership with somebody from a place of being afraid of losing them, right? Because that creates so much pressure on the relationship on them. And that would be like me trying to read every book I can about marriage just so I can keep this person and not lose them. Because the information oh God, I would be so seeking in the book would be how to basically trap them. It wouldn't actually be how to be in a loving <laughs> relationship, right? It's true. Oh my God, that's so true. It's like, how do I trick this person to staying with me? Like, like that's what you would be scanning the book for, right? You'd be trying to find right. these bullet points of how to support a way to keep the person in the relationship. So when you are learning about money, learning about abundance, you're not actually trying to learn it from the frequency of, okay, like money's neutral. How can I make it work for me? And how do I, how can I be, you know, in, in love with my abundance just in my own spirit and money's not doesn't mean anything about me if you could do that yeah like if you could learn from that perspective then you are going to absorb the actual knowledge but when you do it from lack and scarcity you're actually just downloading more evidence for your fear right and i think that's Mm -hmm. the other thing too so many people are stressed out about debt right they're stressed about how much money they do have or they don't have and they think it's the money that they're afraid of they're not afraid of the money they're not afraid of the debt you're afraid of the fear and the shame and the guilt that's actually what we need to be working on not the money right it's it's like you said it's the emotional charge that's behind it and i think actually 
today I had a coaching call with somebody about, um, about money and it was related to their parents. And it was so clear to see, you know, throughout the session that, they were making money mean essentially connection, right? A lot of us witnessed oh, wow. our parents fighting about money. And yes. so in a lot of examples, one parent might be a little bit more loosey-goosey with money. The other parent is, you know, a little bit more stingy with it, for lack of better words. Mm-hmm. But somebody that's a lot more conscious about don't spend too much or they assume that spending money is bad. So when you witness two people fighting about money, then as a child, often you're going to be growing up thinking, I need to be smart with my money. I need to be good with my money. Otherwise, this parent will see me as less than. This parent will Mm. be disconnected from me the way that they disconnected from each other. So for a lot of us, the somatic experience around money goes much much deeper than just what's in your bank account right now. And that's obviously a lot of the work that we do with our clients and within ourselves. But I think just the way you feel about money, when you think about it, when you talk about it, tells you everything about where where you're rooted. Mm-hmm. I think what you're really pointing to, and this is so powerful, is the fact that the deeper work around money is not the work with money. It's the work with you. Yes. What is your wound that you have assigned and attached to money or that money reflects back to you? And then once that work has been done, then the actual figuring out of money itself, the tool for exchange, it's really fucking easy. It's like with me, with the mortgage problem, as soon as all of the fear, literally the somatic experience of clenching up and sweating when I looked at those numbers, once I work through that, then I can look at the problem and be like, oh, I'm going to apply the formula. And then it wasn't that hard. And I think that that goes for many things in life. It's not that the thing that we're dealing with in front of us is difficult. It's that we have a somatic response to that thing that creates the experience of resistance towards it, which then we assign the meaning it's difficult or it's hard. And I think money, like many things in life, is not actually a difficult thing to figure out. But of course, if we have mental, emotional, somatic resistance to that thing, it will continue to, we will continue to create the experience of believing that it is hard and then we will never master it. Mm -hmm. And so I think like the journey with money has been honestly such a really fun spiraling higher journey for the both of us. Because money continues to be the mirror that shows me how much I have healed within myself. The Mm. easier I flow with money, whether it goes in, whether it goes out, the control I exert over money, the ease I have around it, the flexibility I have around it, the spending behavior I exhibit, all of that shows me how much I have healed my internalized scarcity. Not how fucking rich I am in a money sense, right? It's how rich I feel with safety within myself because I know now that no matter what the money says about me in the bank account, I'm going to take care of me. I'm always going to have value. I'm always going to be able to exchange that value for money. And by the way, I should say that we talked a lot about these concepts in our first Abundance and Money episode. I think it was episode 25, right? Yeah, 25. Yeah. Yeah, that was when we were really at, I don't want to say the peak, because we're always peaking, always going <laughs> higher. But that was when we were like, oh my gosh, we have integrated so much money abundance knowledge. They're not the same, money and abundance. And how it and how it really impacted our financial lives and not just financial lives, but social lives, personal lives, careers. And it was so, so, so important for Gina and I to get to the root of why money felt hard for us. And it never had to do with money. Never. Right? Money was neutral. And I think about this all the time when it comes to things that people are traumatized around. Like I remember you told me that this child was afraid of elevators, but that's because he had a traumatic experience with the elevator. 
And it's Mm -hmm. the same with money. It's like the elevator or the money is not the scary thing. The scary thing is the story that we have about that thing. Mm -hmm. And so the healing is not changing the money or the elevator or getting rid of the money or the elevator. The healing is changing my internalized response to those things. Absolutely. So that I can use them, right? Think about that person. If they never heal their relationship to elevators, they're going to have to take stairs everywhere, which is fine, right? If they want to. But if they don't heal that relationship, they're not going to be able to utilize that tool. And that's how I feel about money. Until I heal the relationship within myself, until I achieve the frequency of abundance within myself without money, I could not master that tool. Yeah. And I mean, if you're going to keep villainizing the very thing that you're chasing, you're never going to get it because you'll keep on Mm -hmm. running away from it because you're so afraid of it. Like using the elevator as an example, if I keep villainizing the elevator, no matter how many times I try to get into the elevator, I'm terrified of the elevator. So I'm going to keep getting out and using the stairs, right? So it's the same thing with money. We're so afraid of money. We keep on being... I don't know, like I said, shrinking from it. So many people don't want to look at their bank account. They don't want to have these conversations, but it's the very thing that you're trying to go to, but you're running away from it at the same time. And I will say from my personal experience and what I can witness for a lot of people is that I believe that a lot of times we lose money so that we can learn who we really are. Because as long as you think money is who you are, You're just going to keep on trying to fill up your tank with more money, but you do have to, I think, go through things to lose it all, to realize that I'm not money. I don't need money. I'm me with or without money, but money can't be money without me, right? Oh, yeah. Like money can't be used unless you use it, right? But money Money can't- you. Money needs you. You don't need money. You can exist without money. I know that we live in a world where we need money, but I just mean that we are us, we are ourselves with or without money. And we know this because when we die- It's not the money that we take with us. It's not even the thing that we think about on our deathbeds, right? And so when you start to realize, oh, like I've been pedestalizing money, in in some ways, instead of pedestalizing myself, like if we were Mm. to raise ourselves up and put as much energy into ourselves that we put into worrying about money, I feel like all of our lives would change. I mean, ours did. A hundred percent. I mean, as soon as we started valuing ourselves more than we valued money, that's when life changed because money is the representation of value, not the opposite way around, right? We think, oh, million dollars, that's a lot of value. It's like, no, 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 no. That's just 1 million beans that represents things that we value, right? So it's like, if I have a million dollars, that's not really valuable. What's valuable is the thing that I want to exchange for the million dollars, right? Let's say I find a house and it's a million dollars. That's the thing that I'm valuing, that I'm exchanging for the representation, which is the money, right? Mm -hmm. I think people don't realize that money itself has no value it only represents things that we value. And that's why you don't spend the money unless you value the thing more mm-hmm. than the money itself, right? And these concepts, by the way, are the ones that we break down in full depth and detail inside of the Abundance and Money Workshop, which yes, it's honestly changed so many people's lives. I get messages I constantly, constantly about people being like, holy shit, this completely changed everything. Like I made this much amount of money within like a couple of weeks once I realized this. Thank you so much for making me realize that I'm the one with the power, not the money. I'm so excited to now apply these tools to my life. And it was definitely the one thing on my spiritual journey because before I actually thought that the money thing was like a not spiritual thing, right? And I almost felt like me wanting money or wanting to heal my relationship with money felt like so shallow. Like I Mm. felt really bad for wanting to think about and figure out money so much. But then I realized money is not 
money's not anything except for the mask for the things that I haven't dealt with. So actually the spiritual thing is to deal with those things inside of me so that I don't feel victim to these things on the outside. And it's so crazy, but mastering money has not been about mastering money. It's been about mastering me. Mm-hmm. Really, like really understanding that whatever I'm afraid of is not something outside of me. It's coming from inside the house. It's like when you talked about debt, it's so funny because most people are so afraid of debt and they're already in debt. Exactly. Like you're already in it. It's yeah. You're literally creating the experience of fear, guilt, and shame from your thoughts. The debt, the debt is a neutral thing that's happening to you. You can totally deal with that without freaking out. You could just be like, this is a situation and this is my plan to get out of it. You don't ever have to feel terrible about it. But we have so much internalized guilt and shame about it, which shows us that we have internalized beliefs about what money means and how it determines our worth and value. And so Mm -hmm. I think the number one work that we, the number one um, concept that we really drill so hard in the Abundance of Money workshop is that your net worth has nothing to do with your self-worth. Yes. And the work is to really boost your self-worth and make sure that it is independent of your net worth because as soon as they're dependent, then you have a toxic relationship with money. Then you're always trying to chokehold money. Like then you said you villainize money, but then you keep trying to chase it. Right. And that is the relationship that I think creates so much distress in our lives. Right. We're constantly trying to chase something that we want to get away from. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like ease. And I was reading this um, Chinese proverb the other day that was translated and it feel, I feel like it's so fitting for what we're really integrating in our life right now. But it said, tension is who you think you should be. Relaxation is who you are. Mm. And so I feel like that tension is like, oh, I need to have more money. I need to make sure that I have, I'm going to be okay. I need to make sure it's like all of this is so much tension. But when you realize that you are the safety and the vessel for that money, and you have released all of the fear you have around it, and you can actually utilize it as a tool, then you can be relaxed. Then you can allow money to flow. Then you don't Mm -hmm. have to actually chase anything. You allow it to come to you. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, myself included, were and continue to be addicted to worrying about money. There's something Mm -hmm. about worrying that we feel like is maybe doing something, even though it's totally not. Um, (laughs) It feels productive in the moment. It does feel productive because it feels like it's the only thing you can do, right? Because if I worry about it, then I'll think of an idea or I can figure out the problem or I can figure out the solution. But that's actually the opposite of that, right? When we release and dissolve the addiction to worrying about money, then what comes from that, what births from that is the realization and the ability to just be abundance. We realize we are abundance when we can stop worrying about money. And I think that's the the thing that you and I have drilled so deeply into our clients and into ourselves is, oh, I'm the source of my abundance and I'm not going anywhere. As long as I'm here, I will always have access to abundance. And I think it's the reminder that every dollar, every opportunity, every everything that's ever happened to you to bring you money or bring you abundance happened because of you. Yep. And so you're the common denominator. And so in you is the solution, is the answer. But we keep on searching outside of us. And that's why it's so hard for us to find it because it's not there. Right. And so I think, yeah, I think once you realize that, yes, you are the source of the abundance. And again, going back to budgeting our energy, I think is another key thing because I spent so much of my energy on stressing and worrying about money. And if I could, the funny thing is, is that if you think about how many times you've worried about money, 
and how many times that worst case scenario happened, like the ratio is actually crazy. (laughs) Like to think about how many times you worried about something and how many times the bad thing actually happened, like, I don't know, maybe one or two times we might've been in a really bad financial situation, but even then you were then okay. And so again, I I think it's like fearing the bad thing is worse than the bad thing itself. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we're, we are addicted to that. 100%. Because it makes us feel like we can avoid the bad thing. Yes. But what's interesting is that it's almost like experiencing the bad thing kind of relinquishes that fear. Because you're like, oh, I am in the bad thing. And I think that happened to you. You were like, I'm literally in the bad part. Yes. I'm okay. (laughs) I'm in the worst case scenario already (laughs) that I'm so stressed about being in, but I'm already in it. It, I don't know. The the visual that just keeps coming to me is that like you're on fire and you're like, I don't want to be on fire. What if I'm on fire? It's like, you are on fire. And you're freaking out and worrying about being on fire, but it's like you could use that energy to put out the fire, but instead you're just worrying about being getting on fire, but you're already on fire and you're continuing to burn away as you're worrying about being on fire. And we can redirect that energy, right? Again, to that higher frequency. And that really helped me to visualize like I'm gripping onto such a low frequency, such a small frequency when there is a higher one available to me in the now right here. And I think once we were able to experience that freedom, nothing to me felt better than not worrying about money. And and our money has fluctuated. You know, I think a lot of people are like, oh, that's only because you have money. But no, we have money because we're not attached to it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think even when things aren't going well, quote unquote, on paper, it doesn't affect our internal world because we know that that's not us. And again, it goes back to me losing, quote unquote, everything. Right. That's when I realized I am everything. And I can't lose any of me. I can't lose any of that. And anything I do lose on the outside didn't really matter in the first place. To me, it almost feels like video game money or like things that happen in a video game. You, You die or you lose lives or whatever happens. But needed to do in every single moment. I will never forget Kyle Cease telling us that the only thing you can lose is anything that's not you. Yes. Like anything that you can actually lose, whether it's like possessions, Mm. a relationship, money, right? Followers, right? Whatever it is that you lost that you perceive to have put you into the red, that was never you in the first place. Mm -hmm. And anything that is truly you, you can never lose. And this is so funny, but I remember I really understood that I'd healed my relationship with money when I had to actually get a deposit for my pre-sale. This was, I think, last year, Mm -hmm. maybe even two years ago, less than two years ago, but more than one year ago. And the amount's like $49,000, something (laughs) like that for the second or third deposit. And I will never forget getting that money out. And then they said in in a bank draft, and then they asked me if I wanted the receipt for the remaining balance. And I was like, yeah. And then I saw the remaining balance. And like, it's it's a dramatically lower number, obviously. <laughs> like there's yes. like less than, there's way less money. There's $50,000 <laughs> less money. And I remember just seeing that value and not feeling anything. Because mm. before, I would take out like $1,000 and be like, <gasps> it felt like my lifeline was being taken away. Like almost as if like I had like a limited oxygen tank and like all of a sudden like the amount had gone down. And understanding that I'm the source of my abundance is knowing that I never run out of air. Literally, yes. literally take a deep breath right now. I never run out of air. There is no oxygen tank. I'm living in a sea of oxygen that never <laughs> runs out. And so when I saw that receipt with my final amount, 
<laughs> my final remaining balance. I was just like, cool. I'll just go make more. And I don't need to make more in order to feel safe. It's more just like, it's more that that amount does not have any say on how I get to feel about myself, right? Because I could have looked at that amount and thought, wow, it's really low and felt bad about myself. And I was like, wait, that doesn't make any sense because these values, these integers mean nothing about me. Mm -hmm. And also I came to understand too, and we talked about this in episode 25, but also when I invest in things, like whether it's property or myself or whatever, self-care, I see that as abundant. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm getting, I'm gaining access to new resources and tools and products and services. That's amazing. Not, oh my God, I just, ugh, I just lost $50,000. Like I remember I used to feel that way though. Like anytime I spent even like $5, I wouldn't even pay for a premium subscription on an app. As you remember, it took me years <laughs> to get Spotify premium. And I have a podcast hosted on this platform. I didn't even have premium because I was so concerned about I mean, again, I think it's always the intention and the energy behind it, right? If if you're just like, I don't, I don't need the extra Spotify premium, then that's one thing. But it's when it's laced with, oh, I shouldn't or I can't or the fear right. or all of that stuff. I think is when when it's there. And I think the other thing that really helped us is really distilling and boiling down all the things that you desire and why you do, why do you even want all this money? Like what, what, why it's so great about having all of this money. And when you really boil it down to your vision board and your bucket list and all of these things, it boils down to, I get to be happy. Mm-hmm. And so when you realize that you get to access happiness for $0 <laughs> at home, maybe not even at home, you're outside at a park, that's when you realize, oh, this is what they mean when they say you have access to unlimited abundance. Like you can experience all the things that you think you're going to get from money in the now through experiences that have nothing to do with how much money you spend, right? You know, people might say, oh, well, you went to a retreat that costs money and that's why, no, no. I mean, yes, that did increase a lot of our abundance and our feelings around abundance, but you and I could have had that experience in our bedroom. In a trash can. (laughs) <laughs> in a trash can outside. Like how many times I would argue that our best moments together have been walking in a park, literally. 100%. Yeah, completely free. I think that what I realized was that all the best things in life already are free. Like it is the shared laughter between the two of us. It is being able to look up at the stars. Oh my God, we looked up at the stars that Ugh. evening and saw four to five shooting freaking stars. I didn't pay for that. That's just, that's just in the sky. That's just there for my viewing pleasure any evening without light pollution. And I just realized that all the things that I want to be able to experience when I have money, which were actually just relaxation, happiness, joy, ease, connection. Those are things I can access within myself now once I give myself permission. The attachment Mm -hmm. to money is me saying, nope, you're only allowed to feel that way when you reach this amount. Why though? Why? You can just see when you believe that, that you're so conditioned to think that that is what your happiness is. And it's not. When you were a kid, you didn't know what the frick money was. Mm-hmm. And you were the happiest you'd ever been. It was only once you learned and embod- um, learned and were conditioned to believe in these limits and these beliefs that you thought, oh, I have to continue to attain those things in order to be happy. And mm-hmm. also just because you trapped in a system that wants you to continue spending, right? Like... The yes. craziest thing about making more money is that I don't really want to spend that much money. Like, cause I already know that the thing I'm spending money on isn't going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was obsessed with 
just buying new, uh, I was really obsessed with like makeup and skincare products. Like I just wanted to buy more and more and more. And obviously there's like a certain level of like wanting to take care of your skin, but there's also a point where it becomes excessive. Like you don't need to put seven (laughs) active ingredients on your face. In fact, it's probably going to cause more damage to your skin. But I was just obsessed with like getting new products. And then I realized, wow, this is keeping me trapped in a system that constantly has me believing that something's wrong with me and that I need Mm. the next best product in order to like be a more whole happier version of myself. But I'm like, my happiness is not found in a bottle of fucking skincare. Like right. my happiness is found in this moment when I give myself the permission to feel peace, right? Not after I buy the skincare product, but now. Mm. And I found that all the power I ever gave to anything I spent money on, whether it was clothes, shoes, experiences, it all disappeared. I could see how neutral those things I was exchanging money were. I was like, wait, those things don't give me happiness. I do. And so what's so weird is like my spending behavior changed. Like the things that I thought were valuable no longer became valuable. And I started to value different things, like investing in myself. That became the thing I started to value so much more. Mm-hmm. Because I thought, if I can figure out how to hack my nervous system, then I have fucking everything. It's like, yeah. so then I'm working with the meditation practitioner. Then I'm working with the somatic coach, right? Then I'm working. Those things are actually giving me access to me and my true abundance. And so no longer is it about giving like the new purse to the shoe or the bag, by the way, that is a phase you have to go through and that's fine. We all went through it. And it can still <laughs> be be-, be fun, right? It can still be fun to to do those things. But again, it's not it's not something that you're obsessed with and worried about and, and hinging your self-worth on, right? It's, it's, it truly hinging is just like a fun thing that you get to do, right? It's kind of like you and I. Sure, you and me would maybe want to go, I don't know, do a fun activity. I don't know, go into a painting workshop or go to like a bakery class. I'm just, uh, not that we'd ever do any of those things, but those, it's not... We're not doing that because that's the only way we can have fun, right? Or when mm-hmm. I buy you a gift, I'm not buying you a gift because it's the only way to show you I love you. You already know I love you. But being able to give you the gift is the fun part of that experience, right? It, it's just adding, like you said, it's it's like sprinkles. You always say that, right? It's like the sprinkles on an already like loaded Sunday. Um, and I think it feels one of, like at this point, yeah, like all products that I purchase is almost like accessorizing my life. Yes. It's like, I don't really need them. They're just accessories. It's like, do I have to wear earrings? No. But do I want to? Okay. But like, I know that they're not going to change me. I'm like, that's, they're just earrings. They're just they're just earrings. They're just things. They're, <laughs> you're so much more valuable than that. And something that really came through to me one day when I think I was journaling and I shared it with you and it has literally changed me is the knowing that if it doesn't matter to God, it doesn't matter to me. That, that me. completely changed me because God's not going to care about how many fathers you have. God doesn't care how much money you invested. God doesn't care about how many skincare products you bought. God doesn't care about how many clients you got. None of that matters, right? All that matters is you. And you can switch out God with higher self, universe, source. Yes, of course. Yes, spirit, whatever. Whatever spirit, yeah, soul, whatever, whatever word resonates with you. But it really is the higher part of you that does not think with a limited mental consciousness, but thinks with love or sees with love. It doesn't think. It sees and holds love only. And that loving embodiment cannot see anything other than perfect wholeness. It's like, there's no such thing in that perspective of being of lesser value. Yeah, There's no such thing as low self-worth from that perspective. Yeah. And that perspective isn't seeing you in lack and needing to add to it to like make you Mm -hmm. whole. Like you already are whole. You already are complete. You already are love. And that for me just really changed when I thought about that perspective of what really matters. I mean, you could even replace that. um, I mean, for me and my daughter, right? Or even between you and I, it's like, I don't want friends with you because... 
how much money you have in your bank account or what your skin looks like or how many hair products you buy or what kind of headphones you're wearing right now. Like none of that matters to me at all. And if it did, that'd be a really weird relationship. And I mean, some people are in those, right? But it's like, that's what's abundant about you and I is it's none, none of that matters to me. Like you could lose everything and I would still love you just the same. And, and so in that way, it's, it's also just realizing at the end of your life, at the end of the day, it's like, what are you really going to appreciate? And anyone who has come close to someone who has passed away or maybe had a near, you know, what is, what is that near life? What is that? Near death experience? Near, yes. What am I saying? Near life. Yes. Near death experience. <laughs> near life experience. I don't know, like, like that's not experience. right. <laughs> a near death experience. If you've had one, I think you know so viscerally like what really matters at the end of the day. And I really just want to be an abundant in the, the feelings that I'm after. I want to be abundant in love. I want to be abundant in joy. I want to be abundant in peace. I want to be abundant in laughter. I want to be abundant in rest all of those things, right? And also going back to what you were saying about investing in yourself, you know, especially with the nervous system regulation and um, somatic work, all of that stuff. I mean, the reason why those investments feel so good is because again, they're energy giving. You investing in that, learning how to regulate your body, learning how to regulate your emotions and your nervous system, that gives you energy back when you're in a situation or circumstance that might be depleting, right? When we're traveling, when we're, you know, doing a lot of things, you know, even the Christmas season is coming up and that can be really draining for a lot of people. But when you know the key to working with your nervous system to work through those experiences, you're invincible, right? And that Mm -hmm. is energy giving. And so when you invest in things like that and you increase your energy, the energy is actually what creates the abundance, right? And so I think when I think a lot of people are just going about it the wrong way. It's like they're taking the long way and not realizing that. I don't want to say shortcut, but that there is a more flowing way that is more supportive of them. You have like a literal private jet with your name on it to these feelings and these experiences in the now. But we're literally walking across the country to chase after abundance when and chase after what we think is abundance, not realizing that we literally didn't even have to leave our couch. It's in the backpack. It's in the backpack. It's like, like it's, it's on you. <laughs> it's in you. It's, it's like in, it's in you. Yeah, yeah, it's in you. It's all over you. You are it. It is the energy that is you. And yes. I think I think more on investment too. I think, and this is a pretty radical opinion, but I I really stand by it. Once you understand investing in yourself, at that point you've embodied that money is infinite. Yeah. Once you get to the point of when you're investing in other products or services or you, you, you already know that money's infinite because you can't invest in something if you think that money is scarce. Right. Mm. And that's what I see when I see people who are, who are poor financially, they're not investing because they see money as limited. And for as long as you see money as limited, it will be limited. You will continue Mm. to experience the limited reality of money. You can only experience the unlimited reality of money when you have truly embodied that it is infinite. It never runs out. My experience of it may not be that in this moment, but the reality of money is that it's infinite. And when you invest, you make a vote for that reality. So when I invest in myself or when I anything that I'm doing to increase my awareness or whatever, learn more about my business, learn more about money, every time I do that, what I'm energetically is saying, I know that there's more. Mm-hmm. Right. And most people say, I don't want to invest because I don't have enough, which equals I don't think that there is more. Yes. And so we talked about this also in episode 25, but 
learning to invest in ourselves, Gina and I, was the catalyst for creating change in our life. Because once we understood that money was not more valuable than us, then we could actually give it away to resources and teachings and things that were going to actually increase our own value, our knowledge, our insights, our awareness. And that was the thing that was going to generate more money, right? And every time we invested in something, whether it was $10,000, $20,000, I've invested even $30,000. What I'm saying in every investment is I know that's going to come back twofold, threefold, fourfold. So I'm literally saying to my body, I know money's infinite. Because otherwise, why would I give away $30,000? If Mm -hmm. I really thought that money was scarce and limited, there's no effing way that $30,000 would leave my account. Mm -hmm. But because I understand that money is infinite, I'm gladly giving it away because I know it's going to come back. Mm. And so, I mean, this is a perfect segue actually into the amazing offering that we want to share with you because I feel like Regina and I, once again, learning how to master both the frequency of abundance and the tool of money. Notice how different those are. The frequency of abundance and then the tool of money Mm. has completely revolutionized our life because now we can use money to create things like like we call accessorizing our life, right? It's not from a place of scarcity, but we can actually enjoy the ease and the flow that money has to offer. I won't say that money doesn't give us anything, right? It does provide us some comforts. And I think learning how to use it as a tool is the way that you are going to feel more ease and relaxation in your life. Mm-hmm. And so we actually collaborated with over 55 other creators to come up with the Wealthy Woman Bundle for female financial empowerment, which is, I think, one of our key missions on this earth is to help more and more people understand that they are more valuable than money, but also how to use money in order to exchange and offer value, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's a beautiful system when you think about it, that if I have something that I want to offer you and you don't have the thing that I want to exchange for it, I can say, hey, I'll accept 85 beans for that or $85 for that, <laughs> right? It's a genius system. And so in this bundle, we have paired again with 55 other creators to come up with 62 different eBooks, guides, courses, and these totally value up to 78 Hundred dollars, literally, it's like thousands of dollars worth of content and just a mine, a gold mine of information from all of these women who have mastered money. We're discounting it just for Black Friday, the week of November seventeenth to November twenty seventh. Ninety nine percent, ninety nine percent, and it's going to be a total of eighty five dollars just this week. That's abundance. That's abundance. That's incredible. And the Abundance of Money Workshop by me, is in there. Isn't in there. Is in there. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get mm-hmm. us and several other teachers, course creators. Um, and I think what's so abundant about this is that this speaks a lot to what we were talking about earlier in this episode, that you can utilize and redirect your energy about worrying about money to like learning about it and having fun with it. And there's so many different types of course topics within this bundle, which I really love. So really, no matter what season of life that you're in, you're going to be able to find a resource that supports you from now until probably the end of time, because there is so many courses and books in there that you can kind of go through at your leisure when, when it comes time for you to tackle that topic. Um, But yeah, I think for us, I just love being a part of this movement of really empowering Mm -hmm. people because I think money can really shrink people. And you and I definitely saw a lot of that, especially when it came to our business and real estate, because, you know, people put so much into their biggest asset, which granted it is a large asset, but so many people just got lost in 
and the heaviness of having it or chasing it that they didn't even get to really enjoy their home, right? And so I just like love being a part of this movement where people are really setting themselves free from the chains and the prison of chasing something that they have within themselves. And so I just love being a part of this and I hope you all can just go through it. I mean, it's only available for, yeah, like you said, a week-ish, but it's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, I sure wish this was available a long time ago for us. (laughs) Me too. Um, I actually went through a lot of it already and I downloaded all the different ones that I wanted and it's insane. There are courses on like budgeting. There are courses on basically creating your first online product, like from basically starting a digital entrepreneurship lifestyle to just simply tidying up your finances. There is everything in between the energetics Mm -hmm. of money, the logistics of money, anything that you could ever want to know about money you can find in this course. Whether, like I said, it is learning to embody the energetics of abundance, which we talk about in our workshop, Mm -hmm. or learning how to literally do formulas, apply formulas to your bank accounts, your investments, how to actually calculate what you should be spending on X, what you should not be spending on Y. I am so thrilled that we were able to come together and collaborate because you know this between me and Gina and all the other creators it feels like, why not? Why not just give this all away to people who really need it? Because frankly, a lot we don't have to do this the way I see it, but mm-hmm. I feel abundant because we can, right? We, we are in a place where we can offer all of these things all at once for just $85. Mm-hmm. And it's not really about the money for us. Once again, it's that we want to share. That's what's abundant for us is that we get to share what we have learned on our journey and hopefully make it easier for you because man, we really struggled for a long time. We struggled for a long time. And I think what I love about this is that giving feels as abundant as receiving now. You know, I think that, and I think when you can really embody that, then it does feel really good to give. And something that I um, learned recently, I forget where I saw this, but something about like buying art. You know, when you see an artist, one of our clients, she makes beautiful ceramics and pottery and I'm obsessed with everything she creates. And she actually does these beautiful paintings that she gets commissioned for as well. Now, when an artist paints something, right? And let's just say they charge $200 for it and you buy it for $200. Now the artist has $200, but you also have $200 worth of art. And so in that exchange, you literally created more value just in purchasing this. And I think that's what I love about this is that we're creating more value, more abundance in the world simply by giving these resources to people who will then use them to create their own offerings and their own things that are going to grow into abundance and offer value for other people. And it really just is the gift that keeps on giving. And I think that's where we're tuning to now is how do we create more frequencies of abundance, not chasing money, but how can I create more of that, right? More feelings of joy, more feelings of abundance, more feelings of peace. How do we create more of that in the world? Instead mm-hmm. of creating more scarcity and lack and stress, which is what we do when we are in that lower frequency. And so mm-hmm. I just love this idea of giving to keep giving to keep giving because it will unlock so many things for so many people. I know there's people out there listening right now that have an idea, but just haven't had the tools or the steps to know how to actually get it off the ground and launch it. And so this really is going to be that stepping stone for you wherever you are at in your journey 
Because I also think that the the key to unlocking your true abundance is doing what you love and doing what your natural gifts are, connecting with the part of you that is inspired and excited about what they're going to do. But so many of us are not doing what we actually love to do. We're just doing what we think we're supposed to do. And so you're keeping all of this locked, this abundance that's available to you locked up simply by not tapping into the well of inspiration that's in you. And so hopefully this bundle will help to unlock that and bring light to the parts of you that want to shine. Um, and that will be literally a lighthouse for all of the good things to come your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I feel like I'm selfishly doing this as well because, and that's, I feel that way about my work in general, because I just want more people to be able to vibe without my frequency. Yeah. Like that's, that's how I feel about the mastermind. Even I'm like, I'm so glad you guys are here now because now we can, we can continue to co-create and build this ener- build upon this energy and have conversations. Yes. Yeah. At different frequencies, right? There's not a likeness. There's not um, there's not a magnetism. So And you can only I do selfishly... so much if it's just you and you, right? Exactly. But it's it's being in community with other people and bouncing off that creates more of it. A hundred percent. I mean, my favorite thing in the world is that actually someone who just joined the Spiraling Hire team was my previous client last year and was working through all the things that we talked about in this episode. Yes. And is now an embodiment and integration of those things. And now yes. it's so much fun getting to talk with her, work with her, and create with her. I'm like, yay! Like now, like we can actually do these things together because you're here now. And exactly. that was being able to offer the things that I had learned um, in a container that was going to be supportive for her. And so the Wealthy Woman Bundle for Female Financial Empowerment is only available this week until November 27th. Like we said again, it's $7,800 worth of content, 62 courses, my friends, ebooks, courses, guides, PDFs, budgeting calculators, all of this stuff for just $85. And so if you are feeling the call to master money as a tool and abundance as a frequency, you can actually find the link to this bundle at the top of our show notes and it's going to disappear literally forever after November 27th. That's so ominous. (laughs) (laughs) It it is though. It's, it's the Black Friday. Yeah. (laughs) It goes into the void after that. (laughs) It goes into the void after that. And I think that these opportunities too, that we create and craft for you all are really to inspire you to take the opportunity when it's there right? Mm. That's also abundance is when it's available, take it because sometimes it's not available even when you want it. Yes. I think about that all the time. Like sometimes I want to buy something and it's like, no matter how much money I have, I can't get it. It's not available. I can't purchase it. I can't exchange my money for it. And so even having an opportunity like this for a limited time, that is abundant. um, If you so choose to act upon it and if you feel like you need it. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Tune into how that feels for you and if it can be exciting and yeah, look at this as literally your your money library. That's the way that I see it. Is it's just a library of resources to help you where, you know, these I just think it's so abundant that we live in a time where this is even possible. Okay. Right. I mean, in order to do this and have access to, you know, over 62 courses, to have access to over eight thousand dollars worth of materials and teachings, to be able to have access to that with a push of a button, like I don't know. 
I'm geeking out about it because it truly is yeah. amazing to be able to learn from this many people and to tap into the wisdom of all of these people. We literally just have a plug and play opportunity to be able to tap into all of these people's learnings and the things that they know. And that's what catapulted even our relationship. And even this podcast was literally us putting our minds and our hearts together and co collaborating on learning from each other's experiences. I mean, even you, go, you going to therapy and me going to therapy, it's like we both get to dumbly benefit because I learned so much from your therapy sessions and vice versa. And so, you know, within this bundle, you're going to be learning from so many very well-versed people who know what they're talking about, who've been through what you've been through, who are going through what you're going through, and who know how to teach you and speak to you and help you to learn so that you can free yourself from this jail and prison of chasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can honestly say, looking at every single creator who joined this bundle, Every single person who created a product and service that you'll be diving into struggled with that thing because you can't become a master of something without having dealt with it. And Mm -hmm. Gina and I can say the same for ourselves. We dealt with the scarcity and the fear and the limitations that we believe that money put onto us. And the shame. Yeah, the shame until we had to lose it, struggle with it you know, lose it, gain it back, lose it again. We have to do all of that in order to learn what we know now to be able to put it into a teaching. And that is the same, the same goes for every single other creator. And so when you go through this, what we are really putting forth is not just that you learn about money, but like Gina said, that you actually free yourself from believing that something outside of you has the power to dictate how you live and feel about your life. Mm-hmm. And that is what the gift of mastering money has offered us is that now nothing outside has the power to determine my worth, my freedom, my sense of well-being, my happiness, my peace, my joy. Those are independent of money. And now that I know how to use money and invest money and move money, I feel safe, right? Because money is just the tool. Money is just the tool that helps me facilitate my life. It is not the thing that makes meaning about my life. Mm -hmm. Yes. So please let us know if you do decide to go for the bundle. We're actually really curious to know which courses you gravitate towards, which are the first ones. I also scanned through. There were so many. I mean, I had to actually stop because I there were still so many more to go through, um, yeah. but we would love to hear about which ones resonated for you, what you've learned from it, what your takeaways were. Um, and we hope you also dive into ours that are, that is inside of that bundle if you haven't grabbed it already. Um, within our course, um, we also I led a, a breathwork session that was super transformative for a lot of people. And that's something that you can keep listening to over and over and over again. Um, so yeah, let us know what you think. And if you get it, mm-hmm. you do have access to the bundle for your entire life. And that's actually a good thing because you cannot get through all of these things, I think, in one, in one year. I, I think if you really wanted to actually integrate and alchemize the information, you'd, you'd maybe go through five or 10 of these, maybe. That's how abundant this is. Like you, you couldn't get through all of them if you tried within one year. You will continue to be receiving information, gifts, wisdom from this bundle even a year from now. Um, So once again, you can access this just for one week during the Black Friday sale at the top of our show notes. And if you haven't already listened to our Abundance of Money episode, where we go even a bit deeper than we did in this episode, check out episode 25. We share a lot more about our money stories in that episode. And it was definitely, I think, one of our most reviewed episodes to date. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's all about money trauma, um, embracing abundance, understanding the energetics of scarcity, all the things you need to know about healing your relationship with money. And then once you listen to that and you really want to put those things into practice, the Wealthy Woman Bundle is a great place to start. Mm-hmm. And we can't wait to see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this honest conversation. We hope it brought you peace, clarity, and a little bit further along your spiritual journey. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left us a five-star rating and a review so we can bring you more conscious conversations, spiritual topics, and guests. And we lovingly invite you to join our free Spiraling Higher community by clicking the link in the show notes to continue this healing dialogue and share with us how this episode impacted you. Come on in, introduce yourself, and meet your conscious besties in a safe space for healing conversations between us and other like-minded people on their healing journey. Here's to Spiraling Higher. Thank you.